A child's disappearance is always difficult, but what happens when you're on the phone with them when they say their last words? Hey, have you heard about the disappearance of Brandon Swanson? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hey, Have You Heard About? We're so glad you can join us on this beautiful December day. As always, I'm your host, Maddie, and joining me today is a familiar voice, my mom, Kim. Hello, everyone. She's back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Solo this time, just us two together, and I'm very excited. Just a couple things before we get started. I wanted to thank you guys for letting me take a break in November. It was very much needed. Being a student in college, I wanted to make sure I had time to devote energy towards my finals and important stuff I needed to get ahead of and projects and all that sort of stuff. And that's why I took November off and it paid off. Thankfully, got one more semester till I graduate. So that's kind of wild. Very excited about that. Glad I don't have to do another semester, (laughs) thankfully. But thank you guys so much for letting me have that break. I feel a lot better. I'm happy to be back. I'm excited to be back. And we have a great, interesting story to talk about today for the return of Hey, Have You Heard About? I also want to plug our merch store. If you go to teespring.com slash hey, have you heard about, you'll find our merch store. That link will be in the bio or the show notes wherever you're watching, whether it's on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, or something like that. All the proceeds of the merch store go directly to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. I don't get a cent of it. That is a great organization that helps a lot with, you know, children that first of all, are missing. Children who are in bad situations, whether it be in their home life or, you know, like I said, they're abducted and missing and all that sort of stuff. So it's a great organization. It actually comes into play a little bit in this story today. Mm -hmm. So definitely when you're finished listening to the episode, I recommend going to check them out and check out our merch store. We also have a Twitter and Instagram for Hey, Have You Heard About? That's H-H-Y-H-A podcast. There I post teasers and all this sort of stuff, updates about when episodes are coming out. So if you want to stay up to date with everything, hey, have you heard about, definitely check out our social medias. We also have a Patreon. So with a Patreon pledge for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to episodes a day early. You also get weekly updates from me where I go a little bit more in depth about my research process, you know, all that sort of stuff. And if you pledge $7, you get access to Final Thoughts, which if you've been listening for the past couple of months, those have been free on YouTube for everybody. Starting this month, they will be behind a paywall. So in order to access those, to hear my thoughts about cases, sort of unscripted, I guess, um, what I did for research, theories I might not have touched on, all that sort of stuff, you need to pay $7 to Patreon, which really, you know, that's not too, too bad, I think. It's <laughs> but not bad at all. Not bad at all. But if $7 is too much, like I said, a dollar a month will get you episodes a day early and access to our weekly updates. So I think that's everything I need to talk about. It's been a month. It's hard <laughs> to remember exactly. But I think that's everything I need to talk about. So as always, before we get into the story, the main story that you're all here for, we are going to get into some good news. And really, 
this is, I didn't take notes on this good news because it's one that we all know, but after, was like nine or 10 months dealing with COVID-19 and all this stuff, Pfizer has finally come out with a vaccine, yeah. which is wonderful. I know the UK started vaccinations last week, mm-hmm. last week of when we were recording this, so probably two or three weeks ago for y'all. So yes, the COVID vaccine, great news. Hopefully we'll start, um, you know, being given out in the U.S. in the next week or so. And Canada, too. Canada finally approved it as well. So did you know that I, I, this is a fun fact that I thought I've told everybody. I don't know if I told you, but the second man in the U.K. to get the vaccine was named William Shakespeare. I think you did tell me that. Isn't that so funny? That's wild. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that there's a guy out there named William Shakespeare. Absolutely. So fun. Okay, so that's the good news. We can finally... I'm not saying, you know, go out and party. Don't wear a mask. Blah, blah. Keep, keep social distancing. Keep staying inside when you need to. Keep wearing a mask. But the fact that finally there's a hypothetical light at the end of the tunnel is wonderful, I think. Definitely. So I want to take a moment before we also get into the big story. If you hear some rain, we're just chilling on the porch. The rain is a nice ambiance for today's story. It's a little little spooky, spooky story in a way. This is a missing persons case. We haven't done one of those in a while. With missing person cases, it's hard to find some that, I mean, they're all interesting to some extent, but it's hard to find some that are, I guess, interesting enough to talk about in the context of a show like this. I I don't know. Does that make sense? I don't know if it does or not. So anyway, today's a missing person. So mom, Kim. Yes. Have you heard about Brandon Swanson? I have not. You have not. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Surprising. (laughs) This happened in 2008, 2007, around that time period. So late 2000s. Right. Close to the 2010s. I don't know if I'm making sense. (laughs) Brandon, at the time of his disappearance, was 19 years old. There's not a lot that we really know about Brandon besides his age and where he's from and all that type of stuff and what he was doing at the time of his disappearance. He was 19 years old. He was a native of Marshall, Minnesota. So up north, good, good solid place to grow up, I'm assuming. But he graduated in high school in 2007 and was attending Minnesota West Community and Technical College. He graduated high school in 2007. He was a freshman in his college. So this happened in the last couple of days of his freshman year, mm-hmm. essentially, when this went down. So on the day of May 13th, 2008, He went to celebrate the end of the semester with some friends, his buddies. The first place that he went to was a town called Lind, which was in Minnesota, obviously. I don't believe it was very far from Marshall, but it was far enough to where, you know, he was driving to get there, essentially. He went to Lind for the party. He was not visibly intoxicated at the party, according to friends. Allegedly, he just had, you know, one or two beers and I don't know. When I have one or two beers, I'm not super, you know, intoxicated to the point where I can't control what's going on. Right. Yeah. After he went to that party, he drove to another party in a place called Canby between 1030 and 11 p.m. on the same day. Mm -hmm. So now he's been to two separate parties to celebrate the end of the semester, which is fun. Parties are a good time. Yeah. It's a great time. But at both places, they both said that he didn't drink enough 
to be super intoxicated. Now, we should take into, into consideration that these are most likely freshmen in college, so they're not going to want to rat out their buddy and be like, yeah, he was drinking so much and mm-hmm. we were doing so, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I don't want to say he was intoxicated, but there is that sort of, you know, it, it's, it's his friends that are saying this. They don't want him to get into super deep trouble. Right. So... But his, but his faculties may have been been encumbered because of the alcohol. Right. But as far as we know, according to his friends, allegedly mm-hmm. they weren't. And right. I don't want to say like he, he was definitely because college students lie, but we yeah. just don't know. And yeah. I just want to make sure that we know that moving forward. So allegedly at the second party in Canby, and I'm sorry if you're from Minnesota. I hope I'm saying all these right. I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong. So I apologize if I'm saying these wrong. At the party in Canby, allegedly he had one shot of whiskey, but according to his friends, that wasn't enough to make him drunk. Again, you know, you have one shot of whiskey. Maybe I wouldn't drive personally, but it's not going to make me super intoxicated enough to where I don't know what's going on. Right. This was around, around 1230-ish you know, close to one in the morning when he finally decided to leave and go home, you know, tired, ready to go to bed, go home to Marshall, all that stuff. According to what we know about where he went and all that kind of stuff, um, allegedly Brandon took Highway 68 from Canby and that would take him straight to Marshall, his hometown. Now, I want to keep in mind that he knew this area very well because he had been there his entire life right you know up there exactly so you know the area really well of the place that you grew up right you know even if you haven't spent a lot of time there recently you know it he was driving for about 30 minutes and then on may 14th at 1 15 a.m brandon got his car stuck in a ditch again you know his friends claim that he was not intoxicated enough to crash his car in a ditch maybe he was tired because it, it was late at night. Maybe something ran out into the middle of the road and he swerved. Mm-hmm. We don't know how his car ended up into a ditch. We can only guess. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a, a reoccurring theme that happened at night, on this night in particular. So Brandon got his car stuck in a ditch. He tried calling his friends that were at the party. Nobody picked up. And so he finally broke down and he called his parents, Brian and Annette Swanson, and, you know, was like, hey, I'm on Highway 68. I'm near Lind and, you know, I crashed my car. And so at around 1.54 a.m., they were getting ready to drive out and go pick him up at his car. He said that he wasn't injured. He said that he was fine. It was just a minor crash. He just needed help getting his car out of a ditch so that he could drive it home and they could have it looked at in the morning. You know, pretty standard, mm-hmm. solid plan. Or at least get home exactly. and then deal with it in the morning. Exactly. So that was the plan. And like he said, like or like I said, he said that he was near Lind, which was, again, the place where he had gone to for the first party. Mm-hmm. Brian and Annette arrived at the location that Brandon said that he thought he was in and couldn't find him. They were still on the phone with him, thankfully. Mm -hmm. But he said, okay, well, you flash your lights, and I'll let you know if I see them. So they did. Nothing. Mm. So they said, okay, now you flash your lights, and we'll see. We'll drive up and down this stretch of road and see if we can see you. Nothing. They could hear that Brandon was clicking the lights on and off, 
you know that sound that you get when you do that mm -hmm. I, I know newer cars don't really have that but older cars for sure right in 2008 right. Yeah, yeah yeah Annette could hear that he was clicking the lights on and off but they just couldn't see where his car was mm -hmm. so Brandon was like essentially okay so this isn't working how about we do this instead change of plans he said that he could see the lights of Lind the town that he was talking about, that he was near. Mm -hmm. And he said that he was just going to start walking across some fields and some places and get to Lind because, you know, he can see the lights so he can get there. He knows which direction he needs to go. And so the plan was that Annette and Brian would meet Brandon in Lind's tavern parking lot. And he was just going to walk across the pasture and he was going to stay on the phone with them, all that sort of stuff, and just make sure that, you know, nothing bad happened and they would meet at Lynn's Tavern. Solid plan, again, right. really solid plan. So they stayed on the call with him throughout this entire period. So his plan, like I said, was to cut across some fields to get to Lind quicker. And he said, as he was on the phone with his dad, that he was walking on gravel, he saw fence lines, and he heard some running water. So the call actually lasted 47 minutes. As Brandon was walking, he was on the phone with his dad, and all of a sudden he yelled, and I'm gonna swear, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should, it, I mean, it's a, it's a sweary kind of story. All of a sudden he yelled, oh shit. And then the call ended out of nowhere. Mm. His parents tried calling him again over and over all night long, and all of the calls went through. He just wasn't picking up and answering. Hmm. Up until the morning, they went through until finally they would call and it would immediately go straight to voicemail, which would tell us that you know his phone had died finally. Hmm. So that was actually the last time that Brandon was seen and heard. Wow. May 13th or 14th, really, mm -hmm. 2008. What are your thoughts so far on the story? It's kind of a weird one. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, um, because it doesn't sound like it. it's a really complicated highway system. Mm -mm. And the fact that they couldn't find him is odd. And then, I mean, it's kind of almost like he was abducted by an alien or something. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. That's kind of where it's very what weird. I'm thinking about. <laughs> That's what every I've talked about this story with people sort of getting ready for it and just every time I mention like his oh shit line and then the call ends. That's what everybody has said. Yeah. It's like almost like he just got picked up out of nowhere mm -hmm. and is just gone now. Mm -hmm. It's very bizarre. Mm -hmm. It's only going to get stranger though. Oh gosh. <laughs> the investigation started almost immediately. Well, on the parents' side of things. Brian and Annette notified police at 6.30 a.m. The police stalled and said, he's 19 years old, he's not a child. That means that we can give him like a couple hours. He probably just got lost or he probably just wandered somewhere else, which didn't help mm -hmm. the fact, you know, what was going on. So finally, they started the search. So they finally located his car via the phone records and they found, this is what's strange, they found out that the car was 20 miles north of where he thought he was. Oh, wow. What are your thoughts on that? It's weird. Oh, well, I, th I think maybe he was a l he was more intoxicated than mm -hmm. his friends were saying. Which is why I brought up the fact that, you know, college students, especially freshmen, aren't going to rat on their friends, mm -hmm. especially if they don't know how serious this is, yeah. that, you know, he's been missing for a couple but he must have he must have been confused because his faculties were 
Now, some people will argue against that and saying his parents said that he wasn't slurring his words. He didn't sound intoxicated on the phone. He was very sharp and quick mm -hmm. with stuff. He was distracted. Yeah, some people That's are, and some people something. are good at hiding. Yeah, especially around you know their parents or family members and stuff like that. Right. They're re sometimes really good at hiding mm -hmm. the fact that they are intoxicated. Right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. it, it's just difficult because it's like you got to decide if you want to trust what the students are saying. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I don't believe them because I feel like it's what they're saying. I don't want to discount that they maybe he wasn't intoxicated. Well, and I think that they would want to do, you know, provide any sort of information oh, yeah. that would help to find him. Oh, yeah. So why would they, why would they not Lie be about truthful it. about that? Especially, yeah. you know, it would be 12 years later, mm -hmm. right? 2008, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially 12 years later, right. you know. But whatever happened, he had gotten turned around and was 20 miles north of where he thought he was. One thing to note is that the Yellow Medicine River, which is a river that runs through Minnesota, obviously, was nearby the location of his car. So that's the water he was hearing. That was the water that he was hearing. So the police started putting pieces together. Okay, so it's weird that he his phone pinged him 20 miles away from where he thought he was. It's weird that he was like, I hear rushing water. You know, it's dark. He's in an area he doesn't know. He's just wandering to some lights that he sees. What's going on? We need to start ramping up the investigation. So they ended up having numerous searches conducted across acres and acres of land. I think it was around 122 square miles mm. during, I, that might be the total number of miles they've investigated throughout mm -hmm. the years. But I mean, that's a huge, yeah. huge area of land. Approximately, they had around 500 volunteers at one point, mm. but there have been no substantial clues since 2008, as far as we're aware, Wow. about where he could have gone. So there were some issues with the search because a lot of the area they were searching through is private property. Mm -hmm. Not only that, it's farmland. So for instance, some examples that I read would be some people just didn't want random strangers on their property looking around. Right which is understandable, but given the circumstance, you know, yeah. it's kind of necessary. I would allow it. Yeah, exactly. Some people, you know, allowed the searches to happen, but only because they d wouldn't have to start planting until later in the year. And then when they had to start farming and planting and, you know, growing stuff, they wouldn't allow people on their property. Mm -hmm. So that kind of, I mean, it, it really wasn't a good situation from the get-go this search area mm -hmm. because you've got the river you've got a ton of forest area you've got tons of farms that you need to go through all this sort of stuff mm -hmm. it's just impossible yeah they did end up looking at the river they had people going up and down it and in boats looking for any sorts of signs or clues because the major theory was that he had just fallen into the river right and you know either dragged himself out and was so wet and cold he died of hypothermia somewhere, or he just drowned, hit mm -hmm. his head and drowned. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm aware, there have been no signs of a body in the river or anything like that that they found. Yeah. So it's very bizarre. Mm -hmm. It's a bizarre case. After, I believe, a couple years, I want to say, the police finally called off the search themselves and the parents began to host searches. And they're still going on today, as far as I'm aware, at least as of 2018. The police are continually getting new tips and clues. They're following up on it as much as they can. You know, search 
crews, volunteers are still volunteering to go out on those exact same lands mm-hmm. and look for any sort of clues or remains, remains yeah. or anything like mm-hmm. that. So it's 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 just a very I just feel like when I was reading through this and reading, you know, articles and stuff that the police gave and, you know, stuff from the newspapers and everything like that. It just felt like this was a really impossible situation mm-hmm. that they were in. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you you do what you can, and, and when you don't find any sort of clues or evidence, mm-hmm. you know, at some point you have to um, walk away. It's a tough situation. Yeah. What would you, I mean, what would you do in that situation? Well, I think, I mean, I would n- never quit. Mm-hmm. searching mm-hmm. as a parent you mm-hmm. know until I had had answers so yeah that's really that's that I can't imagine that's that would be very difficult and oh it, yeah you know just exhausting on every level to to you know worry that your child has has been harmed or you know you have no evidence that that he or she you know mm-hmm. is still on this earth or or what happened right right it's just a really sad situation it mm-hmm. really is so we're gonna get into this episode's flying by it really is <laughs> but i mean i just wanted to stick with the the facts that we know and all that sort of stuff sure for this one we're gonna talk about a couple theories right now and okay. we'll discuss them as we go but so the first theory that they had was he actually was intoxicated whether that be via alcohol or drugs of some kind, and he fell into the river. Like I said, he either drowned or crawled out and died of hypothermia somewhere. Oh. I mean, I think the, the, the fact that he, you know, had an exclamation, he was startled by something. Mm-hmm. And I think if he had fallen, you know, and hit his head, then he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have exclaimed. Right. But I think, you know, to me, it seems like there was an animal or something, something that startled him, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily falling into a river. Yeah, I think, and that's one thing that a lot of people debate is, you know, the dad, Brian, was on the phone when, you know, Brandon shouted, oh, shit, and mm-hmm. then hung up. Right. He doesn't specify if there was a splash. Right. I feel like that would have definitely come up mm-hmm. at this point if there was. Mm-hmm. We just know that he says, oh, shit, and then hangs up. Right. That, so that's something that people debate is that, you know, was there a splash mm-hmm. on the other end of the phone call? If there was, why hasn't Brian mentioned it? Did he actually hear it? Or was he just so startled by what Brandon said? I just said? think if you fell in, you... I don't know. Just, I feel it's like not you, plausible would, to me. you would have heard a splash, and I also feel like the phone wouldn't have hung up as quickly as Brian seems to right. imply that it does. Mm-hmm. Because if it falls into the river, I feel like you would hear movement of mm-hmm. the river before it short circuits and mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. And then even after that, I don't think you would still be able to hear that ringer every time you call back if right. it just dies from being in the water, right. you know? I've never dropped my phone in water knock so far, wood. knock on wood. <laughs> so I don't know if it would go straight to voicemail if it died that way. Mm-hmm. I just know that when my phone dies because I run out of battery mm-hmm. and someone tries to call me or if I have it turned off, 
it goes straight to voicemail. Right. I have to agree. I think it might be the most plausible of the theories because he was near the river and it, he was in an area that he didn't know that well. Mm-hmm. But it's it's tough to swallow with the context of the phone call. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's one thing that people talk about is we don't know the intonation that he used when he said that right. either. Because mm-hmm. it was, was it just like an, oh shit, like, oh, I forgot something in my car. Or was it like, oh shit, like yeah. something's happening, right you know? So, or was it an, oh shit, my phone's about to die, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And we just don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that's a huge topic. Mystery. It's yeah. a huge mystery. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if we knew the connotation and the, the way he said that, yeah, it would clear up a lot of things right. about this case. Mm-hmm. And that's just me speculating and me putting that out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, I don't want to be like contact the family and let them know how exactly he said this because that's really traumatic. Mm-hmm. This is a traumatic situation. And I feel like the family has given us all the information that they really need to. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't push them to be like, how did he say this word? Right. His last words to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I see some people, you know, they were like, we should, the family should speak up about it. And it's like, well, they were his last words, as far mm-hmm. as we know. Right. That's very private. Mm-hmm. The fact that we know what he said is shocking in of itself. Yeah. So. That's right. So back to the, the theory. The problem with this that people also have is the fact that no remains have been found so there really is no way to know if he was intoxicated right truly mm-hmm. we can make all the theories and speculate all we want but at the end of the day we just have what his friends were saying and what his parents said and so it's it's tough to be like this is i mean he for sure was intoxicated and fell into the river mm-hmm. you know i don't know i think intoxicated or not i think this theory it doesn't really matter because he was in an area that he didn't know. Mm-hmm. And he did m- remark that he heard water, but if he was constantly hearing it, how could he have known how close it was? Right. And that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the second major theory is the wild animal theory, okay. like you suggested. Mm-hmm. Some people think maybe he ended up falling or tripping on mm-hmm. something, and that was the oh shit. And, you know, an animal got to him or the oh shit was in reaction to a big animal coming at him. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean. Well, that would explain no remains, too. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, animals tend to not not devour the entire. But he could have been dragged off to, right. like, you know, like a, the inside of a barn mm-hmm. or somewhere in the woods or something Brush, like yeah. that. Where yeah. it would be hard to find, yeah. you know, the remains. Right. The issue that a lot of people have with this one is that there's no evidence of blood anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the delay in the investigation comes into play. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you delay a search for even 12 hours, there are a lot of things that can just take all of that evidence away. Right. So the fact that it was near water that could have washed some of that away. Right. I think too when when you have parents who have who have been on the phone with him and they know that this is this is that something something odd has happened. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the police should be on it. Oh, absolutely. Immediately. And absolutely. I mean, it, regardless of age, 
you know, if he had been to a party and had not called them and he disappeared, then then I could see that. You know, maybe he maybe he took took a trip somewhere and just didn't tell anyone. But mm-hmm. but the fact that they were on the phone with him and they knew he was distressed. Yeah. The police should have should have done started something. immediately. I agree. I agree. Um, I think. I definitely think, like I said, the the major hindrance of this investigation, and I think a major reason we don't know what happened to him, is because the police waited. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get on that, and and the thing is, they wouldn't have waited if Brandon was eighteen. Yeah. The fact that he was nineteen, just one year older, mm-hmm. is the only reason that they waited. Right. Because there was a law that said, if a child is eighteen and under, that's when you start the investigation immediately. Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, somebody older, then yeah, can't do anything. You have to wait, mm-hmm. which is silly. Yeah. And it really messed up this investigation. Mm-hmm. So the last theory that we're sort of going to touch on is that he was abducted. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring up something that we kind of glossed over, but the lights mm-hmm. that yeah. Brandon saw. Mm-hmm. Nobody, as far as I'm aware, knows what those lights could have been. Because hmm. they weren't Lind, um, obviously. Yeah. Because he He's thought 20. he was looking at Lind. Yeah. Some people speculate maybe it was a farmhouse that he saw and he was going to somebody's porch that maybe he shouldn't have been going to. Some people speculate it was headlights for a car mm-hmm. out in the field because there wasn't, you know, like I said, it's farmland. And so as far as I'm aware, there wasn't like a town that should be lit up that he could see walking, you know, mm-hmm. that way. So, I mean, what do you think? What could, what what do you could think? be a spaceship? could be a spaceship yeah yeah i mean i mean there's people that believe that mm -hmm. you know they've been abducted right but what do you think it could have been i mean i don't know i mean if it if it if it were lights that appeared to be a town then that's a lot of lights yeah i mean like that's like a community yeah but if there wasn't a you know a neighborhood or community around there then i I have no idea. And that's I mean, what's also, I think the, how he said, oh shit, and those lights, I think are the most perplexing parts of this case. Mm-hmm. Really. Like, I've stayed up at night trying to figure out what it possibly could be. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean. What do you think? I think, I really do think it could have been headlights mm-hmm. for like a car or a group of cars. Right. You know? Because. I know some friends that have farms, and they have told some weird stories about people coming onto their property to to do weird things. Mm -hmm. The fact that it was late at night, if we're going with the abduction theory, it wouldn't surprise me if there were a group of people out that night in what they thought was a secluded area doing some things that they shouldn't have been doing. Mm And Brandon just got caught up in the came, middle of it. Came up upon it. At the wrong wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just my theory. I, mm-hmm. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like if they searched, and I don't know if the searches happened around the same time as when he went missing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, even though it's dark, I would think that'd be good so you can see, you know, what he saw at the time. Right. But I feel like search volunteers and police would have noted if they saw something on the level of like lens lights right so to to me that would indicate that the lights moved Mm -hmm. which would mean like car or something yeah or aliens yeah (laughs) 
which is another theory, but mm-hmm. I just didn't, I didn't have the energy to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Not this time. It always ends up being aliens. Mm-hmm. That's essentially like that theory is that, you know, he saw the lights, he met somebody that he shouldn't have, or he saw something he shouldn't have, and he got abducted right. and taken. Mm-hmm. And where he is today... We still don't know. We still don't know. It's so sad. It is. Like I said, we still don't know what happened to Brandon. And it's it's unfortunate because he, based on what I read, he seemed like he had a really promising life. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was 19, right. you know, not even two decades of life mm-hmm. is really heartbreaking. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but his parents did turn around and make something good come out of this, mm-hmm. thankfully. His parents worked really, really hard to get Brandon's law in place. Mm. And essentially, Brandon's law is a law that requires law enforcement to begin search immediately. Good for them. So no more waiting until, you know, a certain number of hours or blah, blah, blah. Right. Brandon's law requires all police departments, and I could be wrong, but it seems like it requires all police departments in Minnesota to begin search immediately, mm-hmm. which is what they needed for this case right that's good it's it's very good the searches continue for brandon to this day like i said you know i don't think his parents would let up that easily right and his parents brian and annette continue to leave the porch lights on for him just in case one day he finds his way back to wow home it's sad so it, it is sad but i think the fact that they really didn't want this to happen to another family right is really powerful well they were proactive they were very proactive um, to get you know they had a good reason to sort of push for this sure i want to make sure that you guys know what brandon looked like so he was last seen wearing baggy jeans a blue striped polo a black hooded sweatshirt a white twins baseball cap wire-rimmed glasses, and a sterling silver chain necklace. According to my math, which we all know that I'm not good (laughs) at it, so I could be off by a couple numbers, he would be around 31 years old now in 2020. Hey guys, Editor Maddie jumping in real quick to give you a physical description because I realized I didn't really include that in the episode. But Brandon has dark brown hair, it's kind of curly-ish, and blue eyes. So if you have any information about the disappearance of Brandon Swanson, I implore you, I beg you, to call 1-800-634-4097 or the Lincoln County Sheriff's Department at 507-694-1664. That's 1-800-634-4097 or the Lincoln County Sheriff's Department at 507-694-1664. So I feel like that's important because, you know, if he, I don't want to say that I think he's passed on, but I think that the chances are pretty high for that being the case. But if he hasn't, and if something did happen where he maybe hit his head, didn't know who he was and just started walking in a direction, then you know, if there's a chance he's still out there, if there's a chance that he's still out there and you know any information or you, I don't know, happen to meet him or something like that, which is very slim, I know. But I implore you to contact somebody because, you know, 12 years, mm-hmm. it's time for him to come home if he can. Yeah, for sure. So that is the story. Of Brandon Swanson. Very curious. What did you, I know, it's very, 
strange. Yeah. It's a very strange story. And it's one that I I thought of immediately to do when I was like, oh, it's been a while since we did a missing person. Who can I do? And this came up. And the first thing I thought of was the phone call and the lights. Mm-hmm. So that that those two factors are really the things that stick with you, I mm-hmm. think, because it's so bizarre. Yeah. It really, really is. It is. It is. How someone can just disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, is mm-hmm. here one minute and gone the next. I know. And you, there's no, there's no clue or evidence as to what might have happened. And I feel like with the other cases that we've talked about, missing person cases, there has been at least one thing, like one piece of evidence that people have latched on to. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's like... Yeah. There's literally, I mean, he literally disappeared. Yeah. No trace. It's very, and oh, another thing that I think about, what happened to his cell phone? Right. Because if it fell into the river, you'd think they'd find it, Mm -hmm. unless it's down there. But I think they would have searched the riverbed by now. Yeah. So. Well, and you have to think, back in 2008, the phones, I think they were flip phones. Yeah, they would have been. So, you know, just completely different technology than mm-hmm. what we have today mm-hmm. very bizarre so, mm-hmm. i mean i don't know that i mean i guess any cell phone you could you could trace but i don't know about flip phones back then well they pinged his phone oh, okay which is how they found his vehicle and they knew where his location was mm-hmm. when he disappeared so they i mean there was a way to at least ping yeah i don't know if i doubt they have the technology we have like find my iphone and stuff mm-hmm. today right but or I know they that they didn't because I had a flip phone. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, it, it's that's another part that's really strange mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, that they never found his phone. No, it's weird. I hope you guys enjoyed the story today. I hope you enjoyed listening to our thoughts and theories and I don't know, just feelings about this very bizarre case. I know, very bizarre and very sad. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like if you know any information, I really do recommend that you call those numbers and I'll, I'll I'll link them in the description as well, so you'll be able to access them and if something comes up, you know, you never know. years down, yeah, you never know. I, I really do think there's at least one person out there that knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has to be, like, a farmer or somebody on that land. Mm-hmm. You know, 122 miles, you would think somebody found something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, I'll, I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys, you know, had a good time. If you want to stay up to date with Hey, Have You Heard About, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HHYHA podcast. Like I said, I, I try to, you know, hop on there and say, hey, as much as I can. If you like what you heard, leave a review on iTunes. They really do help. I read every review and, you know, they, they come in handy. They help me improve. So thank you. If you want to support the show directly, I recommend joining Patreon. Like I said, a dollar a month will get you episodes a day early, which is a lot of fun and also weekly updates, which are usually every Monday. I'm going to start, you know, them back soon. I know. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's good. Um, but it's it's been, it's been, I'm still on brain break, I guess, but now it's That's time okay. to, now it's time to get back into it. If you want any, hey, have you heard about merch? Anything from stickers to t-shirts to hoodies to, gosh, anything else, you can check out our Teespring store. That will be linked in the description or the show notes, depending on where you're listening. 
So, like I said, all the proceeds to that go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. I don't save a cent of it. Everything that I make in the store goes directly to them, and they are really appreciative. I get emails from them sometimes thanking me for the donation or thanking you guys for the donation, really, because it's your money that you're sending to them, and that's, that's great. So, anyways, thanks again so much for listening, and we will see you guys again in January. Happy hololidays! Happy 2021! Happy 2021! <laughs> Woo! Bye. Goodbye.